Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel. So we just recently discussed in a very, very deep dive and thorough analysis of DeAndre Hopkins in a previous video. And today I want to take the time to do that for Amari Cooper. And then one secret honorable mention at the end of the video, we'll give a little honorable mention as well. So be sure to stick out for that one and stay tuned for that. But Amari Cooper we'll talk about today. And welcome if you're brand new here. If you're just seeing my content, we're reaching a ton more people. I can see the YouTube analytics. So many more people are seeing these videos with every single release. So thank you for being here. And if you will, if this is your first time seeing me, I'll let you soak out the video see if you like it but if you get any value from it please do hit the like button tap that notification bell and the big one smash the subscribe button because if you do that it allows more people to actually see my content which allows me to get even more content out because third-party advertisers might pay me then i can pay some people to edit some videos for me instead of me doing it all that type of stuff so it just logistically makes sense so please do hit that subscribe button if you have gotten value from me in the past even if you don't normally hit subscribe buttons please do that or if you get some value from this specific video if it's your first time meeting me it is fantastic to get the opportunity to produce this content for you also call out some things down below in the description for free my top 25 running back rankings as as well as a community discord chat that is down there. It's a conversation. You can just hop in and out. You can answer questions. You can just see what's going on, whatever you want to do. You can check all that out. And on June 15th, which as I record this, it is not yet June 15th, but maybe it is by the time you're watching this, June 15th, my Supreme draft kit will be releasing. You can get it for just $10 and it's going to have so much in it. I've been spending months on it. The fact that it's only $10 is more of a value because Monkey Knife Fed is sponsoring it. I'm one of my sponsors, but it's going to be fantastic for all of you. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. So here we go. Amari Cooper, the question of the day for me right now is would you rather own at their current draft positions Amari Cooper where he's going as wide receiver nine or Michael Gallup who's currently going closer to like the double digit rounds obviously you want the guy who's going to score more points maybe Amari Cooper likely Amari Cooper but which one at their current value right how much you actually have to spend to get them would you rather be taking let me know in the comments down below so without further ado let's get into it a deep dive thorough analysis on an early round wide receiver that I have the bone to pick with Amari Cooper because he's currently going in consensus as the wide receiver nine still a top 10 wide receiver which I actually don't think that CeeDee Lamb coming into Dallas gives a huge knock to Amari. And the reason that I have Amari outside my top 15 receivers, I believe right now he's my wide receiver 16, is not because C.D. Lamb is there. It's a combination of a bunch of different things. And honestly, even if C.D. Lamb didn't get drafted there, I would still not have Amari Cooper as a top 10 wide receiver for me. Listen, I love Amari Cooper, and I actually think I'm higher on him than most until I guess I saw this ADP where he's currently going, according to Fantasy Pros, as the consensus, again, the average of all these different sites, the consensus wide receiver nine. Well, let's just take a look at what Amari Cooper did last year, and we'll start to get into the big reasons why I'm not as high on him, mainly the target competition for Amari, but what he did last year was his best season of his career. It was a career year for Amari, even though he battled injury for really like the whole second half of the season. 77.7% of the snaps, had 79 receptions for about 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns on 119 targets. He saw 15.5% red zone share and a 20.7% overall target share. Now he was wildly efficient and you can indicate that by him only seeing a 20.7% target share and still producing all these numbers. Why do I say that? Usually if you're going to produce that type of numbers, about 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns, 79 receptions, and just finish as a top receiver, you have to on 119 targets, just a 20.7% target share, you have to be highly efficient. Most receivers in that regard will have like a 25 plus closer to 30% target share. But he couldn't have that when a guy in Michael Gallup is breaking out and having a career year right next to him. He couldn't have that where as much as people want to dump on Randall Cobb, he was still being efficient and effective out of the slot last year. Yes, he was. More on that later, but efficiency for Amari Cooper was off the charts. He was overall ninth in yards per target with 10 yards per target. He was 10th in yards per route run at 2.66. He was 18th in fantasy points per target. 
and he was seventh in overall yards, eighth in touchdowns while just sporting a 20.7% target share. Highly efficient Amari Cooper with his quarterback, who also was highly efficient last year in Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott ended up finishing up the year with 4,900 yards. He had 30 touchdowns. He was fifth in pass protection and third in fantasy points per game overall. He was the second deep ball accuracy passer in 10th in true passer rating. And honestly, a knock against Dak was that his receivers, and it has nothing to do with Dak, he should have hit 5,000 yards, finishing 99 yards short. His receivers dropped a league high 42 balls last year. They were dropping between two to three balls a game. At that point, they were dropping on average a ball a half, and that's just not going to get it done. He definitely would have hit 5,000 yards if that number is just closer to league average and not a whopping league high 42. So what did the Cowboys do in the offseason to maybe threaten Amari Cooper and make him a guy for me that's not a top 15 receiver right now, but not even a top 10 where he's currently going? If you wanted to argue Amari Cooper is wide receiver 12 through 14, okay, fine. I'll move up my wide receiver 16 because some of your arguments. But for me to put him as a wide receiver 8, wide receiver 9, where he's currently going off the board, I can't do that. The offseason additions are partially wide. So Amari himself signs this huge contract, which in, there's an out after three years, but five years, $100 million. I believe only 40%, 40 million of that was guaranteed money. They get Andy Dalton as a backup quarterback. They get Blake Bell as a backup tight end. Now that he's the former Kansas City Chief, now that Jason Witten is no longer with the team. Speaking of Jason Witten not being there, you can see the subtractions in Jason Witten and Randall Cobb. So a couple of players gone. And then in the NFL draft, they win the draft in a lot of people's opinions, including mine. By getting CD Lamb to just fall so far, they replaced Travis Fedricks, who retired with another center in the draft. We'll see if he's actually going to be the player who starts right off the bat. I don't think that he will, but we'll see. And then they get a quarterback late. They get Trevion Diggs, a cornerback who should have been potentially a first round pick in the second round. So they have just a really good draft overall. And the biggest pieces that you should take a look at from just the offseason was Randall Cobb leaving and Jason Witten, more targets opening up, and then C.D. Lamb coming in. The fact that Randall Cobb and Jason Witten are leaving doesn't actually help Amari Cooper, in my opinion. If anything, it hurts him. The target competition for Amari Cooper is going to be Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Blake Jarwin, Ezekiel Elliott. Those will be the main pieces that are going to see targets on a week-in and week-out basis outside of Amari in this offense. Now let's start with Michael Gallup, a man last year who absolutely broke out. Yes, Amari had a career year. Yes, Dak Prescott had a career year, but also Michael Gallup had a career year in a breakout season where he missed two games, where he misses two games. He still sees 112 targets. He had a higher target share than Amari Cooper, 21.7%. He was the number one receiver on this team when it came to target share for the games that he was playing over 1,100 yards and six touchdowns on 66 receptions. And as you can see, Evan Silva's tweet now, as I pop it up on the screen, he says exactly what I just said. Yes, Dak and Amari each were having career years, but the guy who actually broke out was Michael Gallup. He was their biggest breakout star, as you can see in this blurb right here. He was sixth in the NFL in receiving yards per game at 79.1, tenth in yards per route run at 2.16. So he was also very similar to Amari, very, very efficient. The man tore his meniscus in week two and required an in-season surgery, yet he ended up bouncing back just two games later, did not miss any time. The man tore his meniscus, played on that, missed only two games, and still was able to produce these types of numbers. It was just absolutely insane. If you date back to his last full 16 games, and I think this is a really cool stat that Evan points out here, if you date back to the last 16 games, his 14 games last year, dating back including playoffs to having just a full 16 game season, he he would end up having 74 receptions over 1200 yards, seven touchdowns, which would be 16.8 yards per reception along with that. He's the clear number two and honestly pushing Amari Cooper as a number one option in one of the best passing offenses in the league that as long as they sign Dak Prescott will remain that way. So that's one knock against Amari Cooper. You have a guy right next to you who's threatening you so much for work right now. It's, It's an enhancement in my opinion to what's going on in Atlanta with Julio Jones and Ridley. Michael Gallup, at least at this stage right now, has already broken out, has already 
already had that huge year last year. Yes, Ridley has been very good for two years, and I think a lot of people are expecting big things out of him this year, but just saying it right now, you have Amari Cooper, a guy who's a seesaw machine up and down for some weeks of the career, and then others, he's just not getting you any points at all. When a consistent piece like Michael Gallup came last year and actually saw more of a target share percentage when he was on the field than Amari Cooper. And speaking of those seesaw weeks, I actually just saw the Jared Smollett's tweet here. Uh, so I think it's interesting to at least pop up the Amari Cooper story, 80 career games, 20 over a hundred yards. So a quarter of his games have gone over 20 yards. That's great. Yards that are under 40 yards or games under 40 yards, 31. So almost 40% of his games, he's getting you no fantasy points at all, not doing anything for you. And then about 25% of those he's erupting. So that's the Amari Cooper story. We all know, it, but there's just a visual for you to actually see it. And then to close the door, just on Michael Gallup, here's Matt Harmon's reception perception, which he creates every single year. It's a fantastic tool. And you can see that he had a 73rd percentile when it came to man coverage. So as a second year wide receiver, he was still seeing fantastic usage and fantastic separation against some of the top cornerbacks in the entire league last year, 71.2% success. He had an 81% contested catch rate. These are all dominating things. These are all showing that you are an alpha receiver, even though you're being treated by a lot of secondaries as the wide receiver too. It's the perfect storm for a guy like Michael Gallup. Then they take CeeDee Lamb because he falls to them at the 17th pick in the first round. They don't need him, but he falls that far. So you just take the talent when it falls that far. They're going to put him in the slot to replace Randall Cobb. Now we'll briefly talk about CeeDee Lamb and his skill set. I'll put up his player profile from uh, my draft guide, which is going to release again on June 15th. This is just a snippet. This is a Word doc style. There's going to be a picture of him. It's going to look a lot more interactive. So it'll be pretty cool. Keep an eye out once again for that. But he's 21 years old. He's 6'2", 198 pounds. He ran a 4'5", 40 time. And last year, he had 62 receptions for over 1,300 yards and 14 touchdowns. In my opinion, he was the best wide receiver in this draft by a wide margin, but he went off the board as the third wide receiver taken. So a 24.7% target share. He did play a little bit over 25% of the snaps in the slot. And as a true freshman, right off the streets, right out of high school, 46 receptions over 800 yards and seven touchdowns was an absolute beast for this team. So the thought here is that he's primarily going to work out of the slot, but Amari Cooper, who played 15% of his snaps last year, could move into the slot. Michael Gallup, if he really needs to, can, but normally doesn't play there. So mainly it'll be a little bit of Amari, but then most likely for most of their three wide receiver sets, which they primarily run, it will be CD Lamb. And he's going to be replacing Randall Cobb, which I'll put up some statistics from Cobb on the screen right now. Cobb last year, who saw 79 targets, who saw 55 receptions over 800 yards. Cobb was no slouch last year. Cobb was actually good. He ranked 10th in the entire NFL in yards per target. He ranked 22nd in yards per outrun, and that was him playing out of the slot as a slot wide receiver. So the knock on, oh, Randall Cobb is so old. As I'm recording this, he's still in his 20s. Yes, he's about to hit 30 years old, but he's still in his 20s right now. He was 29 years old all of last season, in his 20s all of last season, and he was still a fine player. He was still getting a lot of separation, 19th in target separation against every wide receiver in the entire league. He was still getting separation. Now, the issue for Randall Cobb was he only saw three touchdowns on 83 targets, one of which came in week one of the NFL season, and he only had four red zone catches. So he just wasn't involved in the red zone. And I think, at least for me personally, I think that you can see CD Lamb take on this exact same role. You can see CD Lamb see around 80 targets, see around 50 to 60 receptions, but most likely CD Lamb will be more active in the red zone, at least in my opinion. And there's also going to be some other things that skew that. You have Ezekiel Elliott up there with the league leading red zone touches. So the, the Cowboys do just run the ball a lot more in the red zone in general. They usually rely on their running game a lot more. Dak was a little bit more mobile, getting a ton of rushing touchdowns last year. So just in general, their receivers don't usually see, or at least last year specifically, a lot of red zone receptions and opportunities. The other piece that I'll talk about that's going more underreported is the fact that Jason Witten is now with the Las Vegas Rams. I'm surprised I got that right, but he's leaving behind 82 targets and 63 receptions. And he was not efficient at all last year. And the guy who's going to slide into that role was one of the most efficient tight ends in the league last year and for the last two seasons in Blake Jarwin. Last year, Blake Jarwin as the backup tight end only saw seven and a half percent of the target share had 31 receptions on 41 targets. Such similar numbers to a guy named Hayden Hurst, who's a very efficient tight end now getting to move to a starting role uh, from Baltimore to Atlanta. Same thing's happening for Blake Jarwin. He's just not being as 
I just talked about. He was extremely efficient. 8.9 yards per target was sixth in the NFL. He was fifth overall in fantasy points per route run, seventh in fantasy points per target, and 2.37 yards per route run, ranked eighth against tight ends. He was a top 10 tight end when it came to efficiency and borderline top five tight end in efficiency. Yes, only 41 targets, but everybody's hyping up Hayden Hurst, including myself. And I understand that as like the top 10 tight end pick, but Blake Jarwin's been putting up very, very similar numbers the last two seasons in an offense that right now he's going to get to walk into the starting tight end role. He should be a sleeper for a lot of people this year and keep an eye on him. But the reason why that impacts Amari is you're taking out now Jason Wynn, who was not efficient last year at all in the middle of the field and putting in a efficient guy in Blake Jarwin and potentially swapping out Randall Cobb, who is decently efficient, but putting in a better, younger, faster wide receiver now, the best receiver in this class in CeeDee Lamb. So I find it hard to believe that you can upgrade your tight end by a wide gap. You can slightly upgrade your slot wide receiver. And you also have a breakout receiver from last year, Michael Gallup entering his third season. I just don't see how this can possibly mean Amari Cooper still has the ability or at least the median projection and the rank and the consensus to be a top 10, top eight wide receiver where he's going right now. So for me, Amari Cooper is a borderline top 15 wide receiver, but for for him to be all the way up in the top 10, I had to at least point him out in this video. I'll do my honorable mention because he's going as wide receiver 20. I've done a good amount of videos on him. He's in the must draft wide receivers video. He's obviously in the overall rankings video, but it's Robert Woods. Right now, Robert Woods is just going way too late. I won't do a deep dive on Robert Woods. I'll just honorable mention him. If you want to see my analysis on Robert Woods, you can go to the previous rankings video on him. He's my wide receiver 12 right now, although he's going off the board at wide receiver 20. Way too late in my opinion. So that is my case. That is the bone that I had to pick with Amari Cooper. Thank you so much for tuning into this one, guys. I really do appreciate it. Before you go, if I can solicit you, if you're brand new to seeing my content and you enjoy that, take a second of your time, bottom right-hand corner, smash the big old subscribe button that just popped up on the screen, hit that like button as well, and tap the notification bell. Allows me to reach more people. I highly, highly encourage you to do that, and thank you for doing so. And also down below is the top 25 running back rankings for 2020 PPR formats and the community chat discord. Totally free for both of those. You can check them out linked down below. Hopefully you enjoyed this video, the deep dive on Amari Cooper. If you have not checked out my deep dive on another wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, and maybe I have a bone to pick with him in a positive or negative light, check that out. And also our honorable mention of Robert Woods. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Again, soliciting you for that subscribe button. Again, free stuff in the description, like I'm Oprah out here giving out the freebies. I hope you enjoyed it. My name is Sal Vetri. Hope you all have a great rest of your day and I will see you in the next one.